ladies and gentlemen, get ready to power up your day because it's time for Power Talk with Peg Tuttle. I'm Peg Tuttle, your host, and I'm here to bring you the latest tech insights, trends, and power-packed conversations that will leave you inspired and ready to conquer the digital world. I am so excited to be here at Tech Channel, and we are launching this very first episode with my friend Justin Lober from Kisco. Welcome to the show, Justin. Yeah, hi, happy to be here and uh, congratulations on your first episode with Tech Channel. I think it's awesome. I know, me too, me too. And I, you are just a wonderful person, so I'm super happy to have you here. So welcome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so you know what? We um, wanna kick off talking a little bit about Kisco, actually a lot about Kisco. It's a huge year for you guys. You guys are celebrating 40 years in the market, which is incredible inside of the IBM iSpace. So why don't you go ahead and just talk a little bit about Kisco and your journey to 40 years? Yeah, happy to do it and really proud of the achievement. The company was started by my father in 1984. I was 11 years old and uh, <laughs> I was an early employee. My job was folding letters. There was, this was a pre-email. So we sent direct mail to mm -hmm. uh, promote our software. Uh, you know, back then there was more of utilities for IBM mid-range, so System 38 and then shifting over to AS400 and then an i-series. We didn't put out our first security product until 1996. And that's a product okay. called SafeNet, and we're still selling it today. And then yes. over the years of AS400 into IBM, I just started adding more security products. But then since 2021, have been focused entirely in the world of IBM I security. And that's the only thing that we do right now. And it's the only thing that we're going to be doing as we go into our next, hopefully, 40 years. Right, right. That I mean, it's four decades. I, that's crazy when you think about that milestone. That's huge. Yeah, it is. And we do a lot of thinking about it. We're going to have a lot of fun content coming out this year exploring that. I mean, and not just from a nostalgic perspective. You know, yeah. our whole thing for this year is that the best way to celebrate our history is to really focus on the future and what we're going to do next mm -hmm. and what the market needs. And so that's a big part of our celebration. Nice. I like it. I like it. When we were on our pre-call, we talked a little bit about your three brand pillars. And I I really like the messaging around your brand pillars. And I would love for you to just kind of introduce them to our listeners and then break them down a little bit. Yeah, our brand pillars inform every single decision that we make, every piece of content that we put out, every visual and every decision related to products and services. And uh, it's really simple. The three pillars are education, innovation, and value. And these pillars came about from our understanding of the security landscape within IBM I, which was that uh, anecdotally and also through various surveys that come out over the years, we hear that security is a top concern of IBM I administrators and CIOs and IT managers, and yet we don't see a huge uptick in spending or security projects. And we are even though, curious. Even though, even though it really is at the top of everybody's list, which is yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, so it seems more of a talking point than an action point. Yeah. So we've been super curious, or I was when I first became involved in the business of why was there a gap between uh, awareness and action? Mm -hmm. And so if you think about it, these three pillars are really about removing what we think could be barriers between customers 
being where they are, where they should be. And so right. the three barriers would be maybe they don't, maybe customers don't know enough about IBMI security. And so we're committed to education. Maybe they're not getting the products they need. So we're, we're committed to innovation and continually developing our products. And then maybe they're being asked to spend too much. And so we're committed to value as well. And I want to talk a little bit about um, your pricing structure. Uh, we can, let's do it now. I was thinking we could do it in a little bit, but let's go ahead and just have you break down kind of your pricing structure and how that works. Well, I mean, in essence, there's the practicality of how much it costs. You know, everyone talks these days about um, cost per month and subscription yeah, models. Yep, subscription models, right. Um, we're so we can a big talk about IBM. Mm -hmm. We are. Uh, we haven't seen a huge interest in that from the customers, but it's still helpful to think about the total cost of ownership in terms of what it costs per month. So what we're interested in doing now is we're more interested in selling necessarily solutions than we are in selling software licenses. Of course, the solutions incorporate our software and their licenses, but uh, software is really only one component of running a secure operation on IBM I. Yeah. And so, you know, we're looking at more of a complete portfolio, including other services as well. But if you were to take just our products by themselves this year, we're selling them in bundles with uh, three years of support. So, Got and it. it's the it's the lowest cost we've ever been at. Um, so, I don't know, it's unusual for vendors to roll back prices going forward, but uh, we've done that this year because we just want to make it super easy for customers to get the tools that they need. Yeah, step in and secure their systems. While the IBM I is very securable, it does require action by the user. It does. There's like a, you know, the word legacy, it's uh, in my word, a bad word. And so when I talk about legacy, I'm not talking about that IBM I is a legacy technology, but I want to talk about legacy mindset, which is mm -hmm. in my view, when a technology has been in place in a business for so long, it tends to still look a lot like it did when it first got installed. Yeah. And meanwhile, over the probably in many cases, decades, IBM has continuously, many times a year, released updates for this thing and added more security and more capabilities. Yeah. And so today we have a platform from IBM I that can do a lot of security, but we have customers running it in an older way. Mm -hmm. And that legacy risk is a big part of why I believe IBM I is such a risk to IT organizations. And you know, to their detriment, a lot of them ignore it. Mm -hmm. But um, that that gap between capabilities and what has actually been implemented in my view is a very big problem. Well, in many, yeah, in many customers, businesses running I today really struggle when it comes to security and really enhancing their IBM I security. And I think um, you talked a little bit about providing an assessment to the customer to help with creating that roadmap for them. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's something that the market is, is, is asking us to do. Uh, you know, when I first got involved with the business, it was very much of the mindset that we were just going to continue selling licenses for security software, but that's not really how security works. Security yeah. is a fabric of technologies and uh, management strategies. The technology or the software our software, as amazing as it is all by itself, is not the answer to security. It's a part of a broader solution. And so 
customers, it turns out, are looking to have their security solved. And that means more than just uh, installing software packages from Cisco systems. And it often involves just figuring out what they're running. And again, it's part of this, uh, this legacy heritage in a lot of businesses of uh, a system that was implemented, you know, 10, 20 years ago and not, yeah. and there's not anyone there right now is really quite sure, you know, where it's at. And so we start, you know, we, we don't know what we don't know. And so we start with an assessment and we have uh, a very rigorous and well-documented um, group of reports and analyses that we run mm -hmm. that provides hard data to demonstrate where you are today, which then of course informs a roadmap. And that right. can also be, Coupled with a penetration test, with, which is a completely objective analysis of showing weaknesses in your system. And then the really exciting thing, which I'm, I think we're going to get into a little bit later, is that right now the manual process of the, of the um, security assessment piece is being rolled into our security audit software. And later this year, customers will be able to run self-assessments using our software tool. I'm really excited yeah. about that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I well, one, I love what you said about legacy mindset. A absolutely. The this the hardware is I mean, IBM I is the best product out there, the best hardware out there. It really is that legacy mindset. I I love that term. I'm gonna use that going forward. So if you hear me say it, I'll give you a penny each time I say it <laughs> for it, you know, royalties you know, or something. All right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so let's talk about something you mentioned just a few minutes ago about partnering. And I know this is a huge step for you guys. It's a mindset shift and the way you guys have been doing business in the past and, and now how you're going to do business as you go forward. Um, talk a little bit about update and operate and vendor partnerships and how these concepts are coming together for you guys. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. So There is, there is. Yeah. So let's just start with like the core truth, which is that for 40 years, Kisco Systems has been selling software and that's the only thing it's been doing. Mm -hmm. Hasn't been doing consulting, hasn't been doing custom development. It's only been selling software. And we have our portfolio of products and they're very well built and they're uh, mature and stable and they're very valuable to us. And so that is our expertise. But like I was saying a few minutes ago, security on IBM I is a fabric of a whole group of different things of which uh, our software is only one. And so if we want to start helping customers uh, get the whole, the you know, top to bottom solution that they need of that whole fabric, yep. you know, what are we going to do? Are we all, are we overnight going to become experts in disaster recovery, backup management? Yeah, uh, updating an OS. Yeah, yeah. OS patching. Oh, no, yeah. we're not going to do that because it would, we wouldn't be able to do it very well and it would dilute uh, our focus on our products. And so the best way that we can help our customers is to be to form strategic partnerships with best of breed companies who we know and trust, mm -hmm. who can help with those other components. And then we work together with the customer to shepherd all these pieces together to build out an environment the customer can then operate. And that's the last piece of this, the, the, the way that we don't want customers to think about security as a project so that they're gonna, they're gonna do it once and then they can tick the box and move on. And security, mm -hmm. yeah, security is, is an operational challenge and it never stops. 
and not a lot of not all IBM I shops are built for that. And so, you know, the last piece of that is, you know, we get do the assessment, we build the roadmap, bring in the partners, do the implementation, and then we have to operate the thing, handle the alerts, deal with the changes in the business and how it affects the security. It's constantly evolving and needs management. And uh, we also then have uh, partners who can even help at that level with the security operations center or network operations center. Um, so we're building the business to handle the whole thing. 40 years in business, you've got to have a couple of excellent customer stories. And we don't ever want you to divulge the name of the customers because we're talking about security here. But I think it would be great. 40 years, you've got to have a lot of good customers out there that have been with you forever that have maybe walked this path. Can you talk a little bit about that journey for a customer or two? Yeah, I mean, we love I love our customers. The oldest extant customers currently paying support is running our SafeNet exit management product and has been doing that since 1997. No way. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think they just got billed for their uh, 2024 renewal. Uh, so I love that fact. I think that's pretty yeah. cool. And then if you look across the customer base, I think the average age of our current support contracts is 11 years. So you know, over wow. a decade. So we've got really good uh, stickiness as they like to call it, mm -hmm. yep. which I think is a testament to, to yeah. our products. I mean, yeah. if people, if we lose customers because they go off the platform and that's the only reason. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but, I think the loyalty is there. I mean, there's, there is something to be said about the, the quality of the product, the quality of the service for sure. So yeah, sorry, go ahead, talk about your customers. That's awesome. Yeah, so well, when, it talks, when we're talking about this whole idea of delivering the whole fabric of IBM I security, I'm super excited about a deal we've got going now, actually. that was just signed last week, and it's a customer of ours who has been running one of our software packages for, I'm going to think, about 11 or 12 years. And... That company has been through, you know, three or four rounds of mergers and acquisitions and carve outs and the whole thing. Oh, and, uh, you know, the IBM, I just went along <laughs> on that whole journey. You know, the company kept changing, but the IBM, I was there the whole time. And now, you know, they've been carved out again and they're back as an independent business wow. with, uh, just two people responsible for the IBM, I. But when the customer reached out, it was just him. And he was looking actually for help to hire somebody. And I said, well, what about, you know, doing a managed service? And that kicked off a conversation that was allowed us to introduce our partners. It allowed us to talk to some of the people on his side. Mm -hmm. um, and the end result of all that is that their infrastructure on-prem is going into the cloud. Uh, well, going into a managed service facility. Yeah. With disaster recovery and, you know, managed services, a suite of Kisco products that'll be configured and operated by us and our partners. And the beauty of that is, well, there's a couple of things. One is it costs that customer so much less than he had thought. And that was based on, you know, previous efforts to explore what it would look like to move the hardware off the property. And so when he saw the final numbers of everything, he was shocked of how affordable it was. But then the real value to their business is that 
because he and his dedicated IBM I resource are no longer going to be responsible for managing and running the infrastructure. They could focus entirely on returning value to the business by kicking off, you know, sort of their wish list of modernization projects. Oh yeah. And really making the technology work for them. I mean, and we all know that one of the things that we talk about in IBM I community is resource constraints, resource constraints. And there, there's doesn't often be happen to be enough people to do what needs to be done. And so if that's the case and you're in your organization and you are constrained on resources, do you want your people to be doing day to day, you know, operations and management of the yeah. platform? Or do you yeah. want them to be adding value to the business by creating new business logic, new applications? Yep. Um, Driving you know, the business forward. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whatever it might be. And yeah. so to me, that's the real win and that's, that's ultimately what the customer is most excited about. Um, yeah. They're just happy that the infrastructure and the security is, is taken care of and they can go create value for their business. Yeah, you know, moving to the cloud is an excellent option and what a great resource you're bringing to your customers. So thank you. Thanks for thanks for shifting and really, um, you know, understanding what the customer needs because that that's priceless out there. So well, thank you. No, we're really excited about it. And again, it's 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 not the company necessarily that I was envisioning when I came on board. Yeah. But um, I mean, adapt and overcome. You have to go to where the market leads, and I I feel like we're doing that. Yeah. No, I think you are. I think you are absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about that. Not the company that you, you know, thought it would be. You are an, you know, I want to say you're an IBM legacy. Your dad started the company 40 years ago. You grew up in the house of IBM. I speak, you know, um, what, what do you envision? You know, now it's been 40 years. What do you envision for your products, for your companies, for your customers as you go forward? Maybe start with your products and then, you know, go from there. Yeah, we put out, we consistently release updates, major updates every year. Last year mm -hmm. we did three. This wow. year there's, 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 there's three that I know about. Um, so I'll just run through those really quickly. Yeah, well, I'm going to focus on two of them. So we have a product called iEvent Monitor which is a complete monitoring solution for IBMI, and that mm -hmm. encompasses system monitoring, performance monitoring, but it also encompasses monitoring for security events. And uh, just for example, it has complete, it parses the audit journal and can create alerts and notifications for any number of events that it recognizes in there. So that has always been a single LPAR product. And so in multi-LPAR environments, it's been a little bit of a challenge to manage notifications across the whole environment. And so I'm really excited that our next version, which is currently being tested, development is done. This is going to be iEvent Monitor version 8, which is going to include a new license level, which is the enterprise monitoring license that will uh, centralize all the event reporting into one system into nice. one pane of glass view of all the event activity across your LPARs. And also it will include a centralized management utility so that you can create your rules and alerts from one place and then push them out to the remote LPARs. Yeah, making um, it easier. Yeah. Yeah, much, much easier. And it's doing it yeah. all with with native IBMI technology. That's one of the our internal core values for product development is to we say no dependencies. 
Mm-hmm. Um, well, well, not necessarily. No it... dependency. We say we say uh, simplicity is right, the number right. one thing. So yeah, you want to make it easy for customers to update your product. You know, when you've got new versions and new enhancements coming out, it needs to be easy for them to update. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So none of our products um, have any non IBMI native dependencies, and the same is true for our new uh, enterprise release for iEvent Monitor. And then the other thing I'm excited about, and I mentioned it at the beginning of the show, is yeah. that we're expanding the IBM I security audit capabilities of our audit software, which is called ISEC Map. And that is going to include uh, a, self a self assessment capability. So all of the assessment reports and tools that we have in hand now to run our manual assessments mm -hmm. will, will all be baked into the product. And so they're going to be automated. A customer can run them anytime they want, anytime they need, and then reach out to you to discuss them in greater detail or? Well, yes, they can do that because I think that that's what we imagine customers want to do. But what I think yeah. customers will end up doing is the other, another new service that we're coming out with later this year, which is a managed security audit service. So. Wow. Basically, we'll use our software for you on your behalf. It will connect yeah. into your environment quarterly, run the audit, and then schedule a discussion and see where you are compared to the last quarter and mm -hmm. come up with some ideas of things you might need to still be doing. Absolutely. I do have a quick question for you. Are you guys, um, do you do ransomware and cybersecurity kind of stuff? Is that baked into your product as well? We do cybersecurity from the perspective of exit point management. Mm -hmm. okay. And then we're doing multi-factor authentication. Mm -hmm. So okay. of what we call uh, data protection technologies. Uh, we have not done anything with ransomware or antivirus because we think that you can solve those problems or minimize that risk with exit points and mm -hmm. some uh, judicious architecting of your IFS. Sure. Um, so excellent. We think the only reason a company should ever buy those tools is because they have to tick a box on an audit. Um, ah. They're among the most expensive cybersecurity tools in the IBMI market space. And for us, we're not convinced of the value of it. No, so we don't do it. that. However, there is a good possibility that by the end of the year that you could see us with a field encryption product. Um, Okay. which I do think is a very interesting technology. And it's, again, yeah. completely native to IBMI. Growing your products and meeting the, the needs of the customers in the IBMI space, that's excellent. Any other fun future developments or innovations you want to share? Well, yeah. Did we get it all? <laughs> no, well, there's there's like just the community <laughs> stuff. So, you know, that education brand value really is drives yeah. A lot of what we do. And I think you can see it if you spend any time on our LinkedIn or on our website. There's just so much content that we share. And then uh, end of last year to kick off our 40th anniversary celebrations, we launched uh, our fellowship program named for my father. And yes. Yes. And is, we have the first winner. Yeah. Cameron yes. Stewart from uh, our customer, Oakley Transport in Florida. So yes, that's so exciting. Yeah, really excited about that. And then uh, we're already starting to think about and schedule the promotions and the awareness to pick our next fellow uh, for July. So we're going to keep rolling with that program and yes. really excited about that. I'm excited about 
the free content on our website, something called Kisco U, mm -hmm. which we're constantly adding to and expanding. Basically, as we go through and we do our internal R&D, we just publish all our R&D into that section of the website. Sure. So we encourage so it, people it's to... It's like a knowledge base then? Yeah, it's set up yeah. as like more like, you know, sort of bite-sized little snippets and articles. Oh, fantastic. Um, but customers, you can definitely put your email address in there and receive a notification when something new comes out. And then the last thing I want to talk about is just life on the road. Uh, yeah. Conference season is coming up and I'm excited to get back out there. We've got uh, WMCPA. We're going to be pretty sure we're going to be at the Blueprint Conference in Dallas in May. And of course, we'll be at Power Up. And Power Up is is the big one. Um, yeah, that's where is. we've That's where we've decided to celebrate our 40th birthday. Uh, we've booked an awesome venue. We're going to have a great party. And we really hope to see a lot of people there. Yeah, I'll be there. Heck yeah. You better. Yeah, oh, for <laughs> sure. I love it. So we've got a lot of good stuff coming out of Kisco. Um, everything from product updates to the fellowship program and the the, the very first winner, um, Cameron. That's awesome. I can't wait to meet him. He's going to be, that'll be fun to catch up with him in a few weeks um, and just hear his story. I'm excited to interview him. And and then to get everybody together and have just a blowout party. It'll be super fun. Yeah. Yes, we're, so we're really you, excited about that. Yeah. Well, you got to celebrate Therese and, you know, these life-changing events in our lives. You bought a company and here you are, you know, really growing it and really taking it to the next level. So it's really wonderful. Thank you for all you're doing for the IBMI community, for sure. No, thank you. I mean, it's really been uh, an unexpected bonus to getting involved. I had no awareness whatsoever of that community or the value it would create when I got involved with the business. So that's been a surprise and a huge blessing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So wonderful. I know everybody will be excited to meet you at the conferences, WMCPA, and then Power Up. So if you guys are interested, as we begin to wrap up our interview today, if you guys are interested in continuing this conversation with Justin, please reach out to him, uh, justin at kisco.com. Don't forget to sign up for all of the resources that they have available. Um, Justin just talked about Kisco U. Reach out on LinkedIn. Stay informed with their newsletter. Don't forget to sign up for Power Up and get registered for that conference and come to this big celebration, 40 years providing security solutions, the Kisco party, that'll be great. And then and then again, I just I just mentioned LinkedIn, but you know, go ahead and stay in, in touch on LinkedIn. Um, I know that they would love to see you out there. So Justin, thank you so much for joining me today on the this launch of the podcast, the Power Talk with Peg Tuttle show. We're so happy you were able to join us today. Thank you so much for being here with us. Yeah, thank you. Pleasure's all mine. All right. Thank you, everybody. And we'll see you on Power Talk.